0: Welcome to the three cast, end of the world edition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm your host, Matt Weber. I'm doing by the Louie. What's up? Ricky's working at home doing, you know, professional things. So he's not going to join us today. So um, normally in that situation, we would review a movie or, you know, TV show. Every once in a while, we'll talk about a book or a comic book. Um, today, we're going to talk about something that's a little more present so vince what today you picked the topic why don't you talk about what we're gonna talk about today
1: yeah well you know what typically we're three casts but we got two because let's be honest here now with the pandemic there are some notable changes the new normal is now everything from facing your computer more than ever doing teleconferencing or working while I imagine Ricky you're probably listening to this right now and you're probably working late into the night while also listening to music and of course uh, trying to make sure your baby is sleeping right or trying to entertain them not to mention the fact that you got to homeschool them at the same time it is very difficult and these shifts have become the new normal and I thought that it would be worth discussing with you um, just how this is impacting everything from education down to just you know precarious work in general right because let's talk about the first thing right a lot of changes with respect to various industries have been dramatically negatively impacted with the lack of physical contact and certainly with the instrumentalizing of uh, social distancing. Man, everything in the hospitality industry, like I was just commenting before we started recording that there's a significant swath of the American population that relies on hospitality restaurants and what have you to earn uh, an income. And with the, the pandemic, they basically got shut down hard, right? And I don't care about how Um, how many new uh, programs that are being pulled uh, in America work, you're still dealing with the delay. You're still dealing with people that, what are they going to do? Like, so what? You give them money, but what are they going to do with the money? Um, If these people, they might not necessarily have the ability to afford, I don't know, ordering groceries online or certainly ordering food delivery online, right? Um, Let alone pay for that kind of premium to get that stuff done. At the same time, uh, we're also faced with guys like you and me that, you know, there's a certain level of work that can be done online uh, and where we might be blessed in that front. But then, of course, inevitably, we still have to do physical things. Right. Like I teach architecture. It's, it's impossible to just simply talk about buildings. You have to actually show them, you have to actually make physical models. So I'm, I'm really struggling with a lot of my colleagues on how to mitigate dealing with online dispensing of information. And then let's not forget, of course, our elderly uh, you know, listeners and, and, and audience, right? Uh, I can tell you right now, my parents, they are not all that tech savvy and when you say um, they have to buy groceries online, mm-mm, that's not happening, right? And there's a lot of predatory stuff that's coming out of the woodwork, like, you know, people going, hey, uh, you want masks? They, they send it to everybody. And of course, old people are very tempted to do that stuff. Or, hey, you want to get a discount on groceries? Come on over and order online here, right? A lot of sketchy stuff's going on. So we're, we're, we're finding out that this huge pandemic has a whole bunch of ramifications on how we have daily life. So I just thought the first place we would start would be, of course, the workplace, right? And I've just described a few examples, but I can tell you right now that if this is the new normal, um, it's going to have huge repercussions, not only now, but in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my colleagues are questioning, hey, what's going to happen now if, uh, you know, for example, if the government uh, says to all the publicly funded universities, hey, you've been able to pull this off online, why don't we sell off all your space, and the campus only needs to be one-third the size. You don't need labs, you don't need classrooms, right, because you can just do it online. And the students might say, hey, you know what, why do I need to pay X thousand dollars when I'm not actually using any of the facilities because I'm working all out of the computer, right? In a similar vein, a lot of companies that are like accountants or legal firms, right? They're basically service industries that don't necessity don't have a necessity for physical engagement um, all the time. And they might be like, okay, guess what? We don't need all these office towers. Hey, you know what? We don't need to have um, physical meetings. These are dramatic changes that we're looking at and i suspect that this is going to result in a lot of question marks when we come out of this thing i hope we do come out of this thing not to mention the fact that let, let's say for example will it impact the way we buy groceries like those those poor people that are at the front line um shelving uh stocking shelves and then like just doing the basics right uh, are we going to be changing that kind of dynamic so that you know um it's like a touch move kind of thing in grocery stores where like you look at it behind glass and you go, I want that avocado. And then someone, a machine picks it up or something like we're looking at how this whole entire pandemic has changed how we operate now. And certainly there are some benefits, right? I I, I mean, there are some clear cut benefits to making, uh, you know, migrating uh, services and products online. But then there's also a whole bunch of different changes now. And let's not forget the demographics. I said before the elderly, but let's not forget the poor people that can't afford to have high speed internet. Are they now second class citizens because they can't afford to get stuff delivered by Amazon or they can't do whatever, right? Um, so, Matt, I think the, the first thing was just like, what do you see as the big, are some big changes in the workspace?
0: Well, okay. So I used to work at a grocery store, I think. All right. And also, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a historian by trade. So I think looking back at his history, I mean, this kind of thing, I mean, obviously a hundred years ago we had the big Spanish flu pandemic Mm -hmm. um, and there, and you know, the black plague back in the 1300s. So, I mean, the one thing you learn if you study these kind of things is that when they do end, First of all, they don't end all at once. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, if you listen to the doctors now, you hear that this: the pandemic may go away in the summer once it gets warm, may shift to the southern hemisphere, and you know, leave us up here okay. But then it will come back in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, I think one of the ch- the things you learn is that eventually, um, society adapts. You can. I don't know, Vince. I don't know how. Um, I, I don't know if you've been feeling this recently because we've been. I mean, basically, this has been going on for about a month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting to the point now, whereas at first it was really, really scary and things were, you know, really new. But now it actually seems like it's kind of, we're kind of settling in. I mean, at least for me, it feels like every day doesn't feel that an, an, an anxiety. Um,
1: well, was that because you were working a lot from home to begin with? Now, like, I mean, that, yeah, that's see, like-
0: I, 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 I th- yeah, I was gonna say. That, it it really is different for me because i work from home Mm -hmm. always so it hasn't changed for me and um my parents are retired so they don't you know nothing's really changed for them either other than the grocery store thing and that's that's kind of where i started out with it before i got in the Mm -hmm. whole history thing um i we were already seeing before this happened grocery stop grocery shopping taking changes in grocery shopping and the way you do grocery shopping, like Walmart here in the United States, I don't know if they do it in, the, in Canada, mm-hmm. but they've offered a, a, um, you know, you order through an app
1: yeah. and you go there yeah. and
0: they pick it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they were already doing that. And I think that this pandemic has pushed other stores to match that. Um, and I think that when we get out of this, that's going to stay the same, but I don't think that the traditional go in the store by what you want to do is going to end that hasn't technically ended now. You just have to be more cautious, right? You, mm-hmm. you, know, wear, you know, wear a mask, keep your distance. Um, the the um, So I think there's going to be more of the digital shopping uh, that happens. And you, you mentioned senior citizens, and that's going to be, I think, as we go along, you'll find that there's going to be more services that pop up, like legitimate services funded by communities and state governments um mm-hmm. that help senior citizens do this um and, and i think it's really um it's i mean I, I know there's senior citizens out there they don't really have you know like children or anything but you know people who help them whether they're, they're in a senior home or they live with they're being taken care of by their you know ch- their children or their mm-hmm. siblings or whatever i think it's really imperative that people help them obviously um and i think that it's going to take a a while i don't think that they're going to become second Citizens, I just think that it's going to take a while for the adapt that, that that's really what um mm. really no matter what angle you look at is um, at this and it um, it's going to take I, a while. go ahead Vince
1: yeah I was gonna say though I think there is I think this whole entire pandemic has actually uh, widened that digital divide because I, I'll tell you right now I, I deal with as again I'm a, I'm I'm a younger prof I'm not I'm not super young but I'm 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 not like as old as some of my colleagues and I got some of my colleagues who are like in their 70s right and oh my God it 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 really highlights the gap like when we have to go and do video conferencing they weren't even aware they're like where do I get a, a camera and I'm like for what and they didn't realize that their laptop that little dot in the middle there laptop it actually is a camera they didn't know this right and i was like holy crap because they never had to use it right? right um or 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 things like well uh vince now the kids are again architecture uh typically the the students are making models doing drawings right so they are physical artifacts that we can get now it's like online submission Props turn to me and say, Vince, help me out. I gotta download a physical model. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like right. like, Vince, how does this 3D printing work because I want to print off the kids' models. I'm like, it doesn't work this way, man. So th- you have to explain to this, uh, explain to them these these basic things and and it's not like they're stupid people. It's just that they've never had to engage with technology. Hell, I look at my parents and they're just asking like they're straight up asking, hey, do we have an Amazon account? Right, thinking that like everyone's got one, like it's like a you know social insurance number or something. They're like, so do I just pull up my Amazon account? I'm like you don't have a, you don't have an Amazon account, right? Like they they don't know this, right? But they hear like from each other and this is the worst thing too, because they're old people like talking like, you know, fake news kind of stuff where they're like, yeah, yeah, my my granddaughter goes and uses this Netflix thing and I can watch anything I want. So, of course, my parents are like, hey, do we have Netflix because I want to watch some Chinese movies. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. And that's not because they're bad people or something. It's just that they've never had to use it. And now we're throwing them into the fire and forcing them to do this. And And I can see. This is a problem. I can see also the fact that a lot of elderly, they typically get scammed as it is. And now there's so many – I'm not sure about you in America, but I, I see all these scams coming up left, right, and center where people are going, oh, yeah, yeah, like old people. If you don't know how to do this, just you know, click on this thing and it will be free. Just give your security number and we'll make sure you get free groceries or something, right? And yeah. and th- that's, that's really sad, but they don't know any better, which is really, really a problem nowadays, right?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I- – the only like mitigation for that is going to be hopefully a lot of these older people have, you know, people that can help them and know what they're going on, you know, know, know what they're supposed to be doing and how to you know, teach them. Right. Um, But I mean, because I mean, we can't have say, well, you know, we're in this new era of having to do things digitally. Go down to your local adult education center and take a class.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You
0: you, you can't do that. You have to to take it online. In order to do that, you you have to know how to do that. Um,
1: Exactly. It's a bad, bad, vicious cycle, right?
0: um, I I think it'd be really interesting, Vince. Like, do you think, because every old person knows how to operate a television. So, I wouldn't, I mean, so maybe somebody could come up with this idea where they have like um, instructions on like, like a TV show.
1: You well, know, don't I, they have that on, like, Facebook right now? Like the, uh, Sorry, I, I mean, like, yeah, you're right. I, obviously, there would be good community te- – I've seen some as- uh, aspirations where community television has been like, hey, you know, if you don't know how to, like, set up an email account – because, again, some elderly people do not have email. And I know that right. sounds really stupid, but so, – so, so I'm watching this episode, I'm like – is that a thing? Like, I might like it's like I got teleported in time, like it's in the 90s, but I see the guy that's giving the instructions where I am wearing an Apple Watch, and I'm like, Oh, wait, wait, what's going on here? And it's it's straight up because they're putting programming to help the elderly, and it's through TV. But I mean, I was also thinking you know, when you raise a good point, because um, like some old people, they don't. It's not even a matter of just like I want to file my taxes online. They just want to be connected, right? Because a lot of elderly people live on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it'd be good, and and it brings to light like the hardware side, because a lot of old people don't actually have computers, too, right? Or even if they do, it's the, the best thing they got is like their iPad or something, right? And right. they don't know how it operates. And so to me, it's it's interesting. Remember the Facebook thing where they had I don't know it was the hardware device that just basically slapped onto your TV, and it was basically a webcam is this right like, right yeah um, they still i still have that yeah um so i i can see that being useful on some level to a lot of the elderly population but i think that's that's just one thing so i i mean i want to dwell solely on the elderly situation um i'm not just as a little side note uh is it just me or are you guys facing a problem with elderly retirement homes and like that being like basically a death camp now like
0: yeah uh, they're like living petri dishes yeah they're kind of like cruise ships but on land
1: yeah this is yeah. really bad like we're seeing like I don't know if it's the same out where you're in, um, but in Toronto, there's so many old folks homes that uh, they're running out of masks, obviously. And of course, the priority is to give masks to like hospitals. Right. So the elderly are actually like there was a case in in our city where they basically had the staff just up and leave because they didn't get the masks and didn't have protection. So there's like forget this. So like I think all but like six people. Left the left left the elderly people just sitting in their rooms and stuff because they didn't go to work. They're like, forget this, and they just left. That to me is crazy. They abandoned duties. That that yeah. that to me is nuts, right? Anyhow, not on dwelling on old people, but just coming back to the nature of workplace, right? Um, you know, we talked about just general retail, but I mean, let's be honest here. A lot of basic service industry jobs, like you know, the stuff that IT support, legal support, accounting. I mean, engineering. Like all these things are we're already going online on some level, right? But now do you see this as like such a game changer that moving forward, it'll be like, yep, there was before and there was after COVID. And now everyone goes online. Like, I mean, you might recall, actually you might be a kid, you might not remember this, but there was a time before we had the internet, okay? And in the old days, we wait, wait,
0: would- Wait, hold on a second. Can you imagine what would have happened if this was 20 years ago? Oh, <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah, it'd be, it'd be Spanish <laughs> flu, man. <laughs> I mean,
0: I... People couldn't work from home twenty years ago, right? So because I mean, the internet was on dial up twenty years ago. Um, no, no, no. It was dial
1: up uh, thirty years ago. Twenty years ago, everyone was starting to move to high speed, at least, right?
0: No, uh, all right. So twenty years ago would have been two thousand, right? Two
1: thousand, yeah. So Y two K. I, I mean,
0: people. I, I had dial up in two thousand. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> and a lot of people. I, I think like sixty or seventy percent of people in the United States had dial up in two thousand. Damn. So, so I mean, high-speed internet didn't come until the mid-2000s or towards the mm-hmm. late 2000s, and and I mean that was different in cities, right? So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so go ahead, you can go ahead and continue what you were talking yeah, about.
1: so I mean, looking at it this way, it, you can imagine that uh, with the watershed moment where there was and there wasn't internet. I mean, it totally revolutionized how we operated any business, right? So the fact that I can email something to you, the fact that there was everyone had a virtual mailbox where I could pull up, hey, you said this to me uh, a month ago for this order, and you can pull it up because it was stored electronically, right? And you didn't have a physical hard copy of something. That was like your mind would explode back then. Or like, you know, even nowadays when you talk to old people, you're like, it goes to the cloud. They don't know what the hell the cloud is, right? But th- it's a concept, right? So now we're going to probably be looking at before and after the internet before and after the cloud, before and after COVID, right? And I think we're going to see dramatic changes in the workforce. Uh, I think that you're going to see not only um, this issue of uh, the demand for high-speed bandwidth, right? Like, I mean, we've already seen that, like, Netflix is now, as of today, Netflix is now worth more than Disney, and Netflix is also uh, causing like global uh, internet. You know, log jams, right? So they've had to yeah. throttle and, and lower resolutions and stuff. So I think uh, a couple of things that I see changing in the future for workplaces is, A, in general, the infrastructure will have to be kind of the, the ubiquity of high speed. I think high speed is going to definitely be the oxygen that will keep the industries alive. So I'm not sure about in the States, but uh, at least in Canada, the major uh, ISPs um, are all basically uh, removing all caps, yeah, did um, so, that here too. Yeah. yeah. So that was, and honestly, that was I couldn't imagine looking at any of my internet or like my my cell phone bills right now. But well, can you imagine having
0: to download like a I don't know a thirty gigabyte CAD file? Yeah. <laughs> like, about your fifty gigabyte cap.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like, like, dude, that, that, that's insane. So I'm, I'm really glad to see that that's happened. But I think that that's going to become the norm now. I think that um that you're going to see at least some, from an infrastructural side, once the thing subsides, people are going to be like, oh, wait, I have to pay for this now. And I'm going to be interested to see how the pricing model works. I also think that the question will be, do you really have to come to work? Because, you know, that even if even if we resume and get the vaccine and everything i think a lot of the offices will still be like hey look i understand matt you might be a little bit cautious about sitting in close proximity with like you know uh, typhoid mary over there so maybe you only (laughs) come in like two days a week or something and then that that might be more of like the home office kind of thing um i also see as i mentioned earlier a huge shift in say delivery of consultation services whether it's education or law it can just be done online um, and that you can just knock out more productivity there's no commuting anymore you can have meetings back to back to back without ever having to really blink an eye um i also think that we're we're also realizing there's a greater level of documentation like any given time i'm on a zoom call with someone i can just press record and i can just be like okay so i'm telling you exactly this it's recorded now and forever hold your peace right so there's never a he said she said thing it's like straight up this is what i said uh, and, and this is what I expect to be done. Right. So I, I think that there's a lot of good things. But then let's be honest here. I'm also seeing like I deal with co-op um, and my students and I'm seeing a lot of reluctance to hire people based on just virtual interviews. I think there there still needs to be that physical engagement that 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 meeting up of a person. you can only get so much online and on a screen. And we're finding that employers are a little bit reluctant to hire new um, employees based on just virtual meetings, right? I I think that also uh, there's gonna be a question mark when it comes to expectations, right? A lot of younger kids will be like, yeah, I can do this all online. And the older employers will say, no, 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 you get your ass out to the office and I expect you to do X, Y, and Z. And there's gonna be that kind of butting of heads, right? And, And the reality is that even though a lot of elderly people or more mature people, Are adopting basic things like Zoom or you know teleworking and stuff like that. The reality is that the young kids are way more adept at this, right? And and multitasking and working at really crazy hours or random hours. So I think there's going to be a huge conflict that's going to emerge in terms of like employers versus employees on the kind of digital workspace side. So I'm those are just some observations from me. All right,
0: so there there was a lot there. Um, So work was already kind of transitioning into this whole telecommuting thing um and i mean it brought it i, I was thinking about maybe six months ago high school students are, are screwed because um school's canceled
1: right in, in the states
0: yeah, yeah. so it's so like six months six months ago i had this thought all the schools are giving these kids chromebooks right this is just this a random thought they're giving them chromebooks and they're learning chrome os Mm-hmm. and chrome os sucks and <laughs> oh my god
1: gra- it does oh god
0: right and then they graduate and have to go to you know college or um you know work and they get given a windows computer and none of them are going to know how to use windows because they've only used chrome um and that's the kind of thing i see i i think is going to happen you, you know more and more is because th- there's um there's so much that's changing. Then it's people are working. Gonna, I, I think after this, people are going to be. You're right. People are going to want to work from home more. I think companies are going to want allow people to work home from home more. Um, and, and you make uh, some really good points about the the infrastructure. Um, but the one thing you you learn, like I said earlier, I was you went on a tangent about history and all that stuff. Um, you always learn that. Things like this, whether it's you know uh, a pandemic or a, a world war mm-hmm. or um, you know anything, after after it is done, society has changed. Like the Great Depression, if you mm-hmm. lived through the Great Depression, and, you know if you ever ever talked to somebody who, who lived through the Great Depression, they were changed for the rest of their lives. And, and, yeah. and not only were they changed, but society was changed. Different things, like, like things came out of the Great Depression that we Americans at least take for granted i don't i mean i don't really know the history of canada but like
1: well the value of infrastructure really paid off with uh, roosevelt's new deal i mean that was one way to get it together and then
0: social security um yep you know other social programs and things like that those things all came out of the great depression i think that's one of the things that um, is likely to happen here i mean not only government programs but different types of technology that maybe help seniors learn how to how to do things um you know whether it's through you know the tv or whatever um different um types of uh ways that people communicate like whether it's you know i mean who the hell ever heard of zoom before this happened i mean
1: oh my god yeah like what (laughs) the hell that is the fastest adoption of software like did you ever see the clip it just came out a couple of days ago of the the comedian girl who's like me talking to myself four months ago have you seen that no i haven't she's watching like a little like five minute video of a girl and she's like imagine me talking to myself four months ago and she's like yeah so um the good news is that the environment is no is better than ever right and she's like oh that's cool and then and she's like and then her old self is like so um i mean you know 2020 will be known as the australian wildfire year because that thing is huge right now and then the 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 the, the current girl's like Mm, not so much not so much right and like there just, was a
0: wildfire in australia i don't even remember yeah, that was so exactly,
1: long ago. Exactly. yeah exactly and then, and then it concludes with oh yeah and by the way uh, you might want to invest you might want to divest from every single stock uh, but you might want to pick up some zoom stock you don't know about it and she's like the online thing and yeah you you just know it'll happen right and then the last thing is oh and by the way have you thought about watching like it's like what's your opinion on uh uh, was it big cat uh big big cat safari uh uh caged animals or something like that right and i'm just like oh my god it, it hits everything on the on the head right there but i'm telling you right now that uh you know when people you're you're saying people are looking looking back and saying that the Great Depression yielded a lot of different changes, right? And then I think it marked a very clear-cut generation. Like those people, most of them aren't with us any longer. But that generation was known to be frugal and really make the best of, you know, a bad situation, right? Then you had the next generation, which is the greatest generation. They went through and to war and they kind of had a conviction to uh, say, we're going to not tolerate oppression, especially after World War I. Uh, we're We're going to fight for what we believe is right. Um and, and they they really hunkered down, like millions of lives were lost. And uh it was in the interest of like a global kind of uh peace. Um, but you know, you're gonna look back at our generation that's going through this. Um, I'm not sure what you're gonna call them because it'll be like the online streaming generation, right? And I'm not trying to detract from the suffering of people right now, but I mean, Matt, honestly, like you you're the historian in the room here um if i were to go through a global crisis i'd rather be going through this right now than to go through world war ii right like i'm just putting it out there right
0: well a lot fewer people are going to die from this right i mean a lot fewer i mean i mean that was 60 million or something like that died in world war ii it was a a crazy number of people that's not going to happen here so i mean from from a death aspect this is not nearly as big of a crisis i think but Mm -hmm. just because it's not as big uh in terms of you know human casualty it doesn't mean that it's not going to make the same type of societal and cultural changes um but what's interesting vince is that we were i mean i don't think that there was any uh, maybe between world war one and world war two i don't think in history there was any, there's ever been a uh, 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 an event like this has happened where we were already kind of going through the changes that the event would spur on. So before this happened, we were already starting telecommuting. We were already getting to the point where we were more and more reliant on technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we were more and more, we were already transitioning to the, you know, not going to the grocery store traditionally we're picking it up or having it delivered uh same thing with like you know taco bell you could i mean like within the last year or so taco bells you know started delivering same with mcdonald's i mean they've delivered in like cities like mcdonald's has delivered in new york city for you know years Mm -hmm. um but now that's becoming more and more prevalent and it was happening before this crisis happened and i don't i don't remember a, a a crisis that's happened before where we were already kind of going through the changes that were um you know that are going to be exacerbated by the crisis itself. So, I mean, um, so it was like, I mean, we're talking about Zoom and and you were Mm -hmm. talking about the infrastructure. I think one of the other big changes, not only for people who work at home, but for just, you know, people in general is that cable companies and media companies are going to be much more powerful when we get out of this. Um, Not only are they going to have, I mean, there's going to be some good changes, right? So they're going to have to, bolster their infrastructure the 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 fibers that run you know to and fro and, and create the internet are going to have to get stronger because mm-hmm. when even after we get out of this there's going to be more and more people on the internet mm-hmm. um the, the same thing with wireless you know carriers and stuff like that it's it's going to be it's going to it's going to i mean if things go the way you know they probably should go uh, there'll be a technological kind of uh, fast forwarding of um mm-hmm. uh, where we are so 5g will become more important and it'll probably um you know uh, will probably um advance faster than it might have otherwise um and and and, um more broadband in different rural areas um but on the you know the negative side like i said these companies are gonna be much more powerful at the end of this than when you know we started so that's gonna be one you know some one of the changes um that and um we, we, we I think we had an episode on this maybe six months ago maybe a year ago where we talked about people's reliance on technology and mm-hmm. and um you know online friends so I I don't know listeners if you haven't known this but Vince and I have never met in person
1: yeah this is uh, crazy right? decade yeah. yeah
0: yeah we've known each other since 2009 but we've mm-hmm. never you know I've, I've never shaken his hand same thing with, yeah. with Ricky right we're online friends right that that's our relationship. And um, I think that that's going to, I mean, that was already happening Right, where people had online friends and had more reliance on online social interactions and social relationships. And there was an online culture that was already developing and constantly changing. Mm-hmm. I think that this is definitely going to make, speed that up and make it more entrenched in everyday society because people are going to have more and more, even French, Friendships that were, you know, like physical friendships, mm-hmm. are gonna are being taken online, and that's gonna really change how, you know, people interact. And um it, I mean, from a t- technological z- standpoint, we're gonna have more, you know, things like Zoom come out and FaceTime and iMessage and so again, those, those things are gonna be more important, and there's gonna be more of them. It's gonna be more complicated to 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 you know, keep in touch and stuff in in, in some ways, but it's also going to be easier, but it's also going to be completely different because uh, um, online interaction and friendships are different Mm -hmm. than physical, you know, you know, friendships. So it's going to, it's it's really hard right now in the midst of the crisis in the midst of the changes. Right. I mean, we're, we're I mean, really, we're not even started yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to predict where we're going to be a year from now or 10 years from now, how this new reliance on digital and digital social interaction, I guess um, is is going to change things. And um, I mean, it's going to, it's, it's going to change regular everyday life. It's going to change working. Um, the, the the real question is what is it not going to change right so
1: hmm.
0: eventually right when this is over and there's a vaccine or whatever even though they said it's going to be next year before there is even a vaccine yeah um and, and let's just pause there for a second like if they do have a vaccine can you imagine how that's going to have to roll out Vince I
1: oh mean, my god
0: yeah yeah be, there's going to be riots in the streets wanting that vaccine. So, the, so they're going to have to come up with some system. And, and the problem is we have Donald Trump in, in office. And I don't think he really has the... Um,
1: Planning? Uh, uh, the, the, the,
0: uh, the, the, the ability to organize something so massive as to do a limited amount of vaccines to the people who need them first. And to doesn't everyone he have total
1: the, absolute power to do this? I, I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's, it's going to be a gigantic mess. But that was beside the point. Um Uh, you know, I was talking about things that we're going to change. So eventually, yes, there'll be more reliance on, you know, working from home, but eventually once we get the vaccine and everyone has one and whatever, um, people will be going, some people will be going back into work. So like the restaurant people, obviously those people go back to work, the, the, um, you know, construction workers, things that things that can't be going, that can't be done from home. will go back to pretty much normal. Um, And then there'll be people like you, Vince, you, I think after this is over, you will still, yeah. um, I got
1: to go in. I got to go in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You'll still go in and you'll still teach kids just like you normally have. Um, there may be new aspects of your job, like that you do on that you do online. Maybe, um, maybe from now on tests or whatever are now completely done on the computer. Like there's no more paper tests or something. I don't know. I mean, that's just a, you um, you, so, and, and I think that's going to be the way with all education. I think that mm-hmm. there will still be – because you can't I, – I don't see right now how an, an educational revolution or whatever, to taking it all online, would work. Because mm. the, the, you can't teach um, personal interaction between small children and teach them to get along with each other online. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean you you – the, the younger kids they, they have to be able to interact and make friends and have enemies and you know whatever you can't do that online so that's that part is going to stay the same there just is going to be a new aspects of it that will be on you know the internet or whatever um so but yeah i, I was going
1: to say that i i can think of a few things you're asking what wouldn't change and i, I think that this is going to be like where there's a big bounce back i think that um in the old days uh i mean pre-covid people really didn't give a crap about going to a park or going outside or taking a walk or or even going to a mall but i think everyone's stir crazy enough to now realize that those physical spaces they they got to go out and use them i think that stuff is i don't think after this people are gonna be like okay you lived really well without going to a park you lived really well without having to go to a you know, a theater or an arena to watch a basketball game or something. Nope, you, those things will not change because I think if anything, this whole entire pandemic will reassert the value of public gathering of, um, you know, that kind of level of engagement. I do, however, think that there's a huge, there's a couple of huge shifts on the societal standpoint that we're going to kind of have to wrestle with. And I already talked about the elderly, but the other extreme is the young. Um, I, I was, I was talking to my wife and, um, You know, a lot of our friends that have kids, they swore that they would never let their kids use the laptop, use the computer until they were whatever, like, you know, five or six or whatever. Right. Because like, oh, man, I don't want to let my two year old or my three year old use the laptop or iPad. Well, guess what? They're all saying, forget it. I got to work here. Throw the kid an iPad. And that's that's the best thing they can do. And we're realizing that kids are now super, super adept. Like my daughter is is chatting with me um, using using uh, my mom. Sorry, her mom my wife's phone right and she already knows how to do all the filters and all the kind of different uh, camera angles and stuff she knows how to switch it off and she's never used this before and she's really exhilarated to kind of talk to me but she's also just using the phone and she's also able to use all the stuff really fast and I'm like how the hell is she able to do this so fast like she's changing things and features um, because it's, it's really kid-friendly intuitive so you're going to be faced with in a few years you're asking about ten years. You're going to deal with a generation that was super accelerated, and I would argue, depending on how long this pandemic goes for, they will be super saturated with this ability to pick up um, software and UI interfaces. And I think that you're going to see that reflected in a lot of the new digital offerings and services that we're talking about. I also think, and this is another um, demographic thing. Um, you know, when you're stuck, as I mentioned to a lot of people already. There's a reason why, globally, crime has gone down, except for domestic violence and homicide, right? Um, so I, I see the positive side of this, which is I think that kind of like I'm, – I'm not sure if you were alive for that big uh, blackout. Were you around for the blackout of 2006, 2007? I can't remember.
0: I was at band camp during it, yeah.
1: Oh, OK. But there was this big, big blackout, you might recall, right, that hit a lot of uh, North America – and of course, they were like, okay, it happened for a few days. And I think in total, it was like about a week or two, right? And uh, like spotty on and off stuff. But the thing was, nine months later, you had a whole bunch of like blackout babies, right? Um, so I see the COVID kind of condition. Well there's going to be a
0: boomer. Yeah, there's going to be a baby boom, yeah?
1: Yeah, you're going to have like, yeah. And, and, and it's it's going to be Because what else weird, are you man? supposed
0: to do? I mean, <laughs> you're there, you're stuck in a room together. What else are you supposed to do with each other? It's either that or fight, you know?
1: Yeah, and then that doesn't end so well too. Um, but I just, I just thought that these were kind of interesting things to think about, like the fact that you got little kids that now know how to like, you know, use Zoom. Like that, that like legit, they're like their videos where like a three year old starts going on to Zoom, right? Oh yeah, um, it's
0: definitely going to change parenting, right? So I mean, already parents had to be very cautious about what their children were doing online, right? So it's going to be even worse now because of all the video chat and stuff. Like that. It's going to be because. You know, so I, I think you'll find that like parental controls and stuff. Mm, yeah. You, you used to be like parental controls were like um
1: yeah whatever if yeah. you were that uptight parent, yeah.
0: Right? You don't you don't get a phone until you're 12 years old. Right? You know, that was the parental controls, but now it's going to be much more reliant on um um uh, you know, parental, right? Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. And and let's not forget that, you know, the the kids are getting smart and the parents are kind of Um, fallen by the wayside. And those kids are going to want everything from uh, their own email accounts down to like, hey, mom, dad, can I get an Amazon credit to buy whatever? Can I get an Amazon allowance? Like just like, you know, straight up, like forego the cash uh, transaction. Just mom, give me, give me Amazon gift cards and and then I can buy whatever I want kind of thing, right? So I think that's going to be a a huge shift. But I also think that, you know, coming back to things that won't change and get reaffirmed, kind of like the park example, I think you're going to see a whole new – appreciation. we see a great deal of appreciation, and God love them, the, the frontline workers, not only the guys stocking the shells, but also, of course, the medical personnel that's really taking the brunt of it. They are true superheroes uh, kind of putting themselves in the line of fire. So you're seeing a lot of uh, uh, hype, not, and rightfully so, um, and accolades to those people. But I think we're also going to see a real strong reaffirmation of people that teach. Uh, and I'm not talking about guys like me because I don't teach. I'm talking about like kids, that, that, uh, sorry, teachers that are teaching in high school and elementary school because all those people right now are not there and parents are realizing, holy crap, my kid is a demon. Um, I
0: hate and, my children.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like, Billy, shut up. I'm trying to do a meeting with the CEO. And, and it's like, Billy is like, just like banging on the pots or something. <laughs> I, I think that everyone now has a newfound appreciation of A, teachers in general, right? And B... They also appreciate how much of a pain in the butt their kids are. It's like, okay, you know, those parent-teacher interviews where, you know, the teacher always says that, you know, Billy, you know, uh, sets animals on fire and has problems (laughs) adjusting. I can see that now, right? Because I used to think Billy was an angel. No, man, this kid's the Antichrist. And I think that kind of appreciation will cascade into, like, hey, you know what? We should take care of our teachers just as much as we take care of a lot of our other, you know, caregivers and doctors, right? Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, things are definitely. it's kind of, it's just so, I think one of the, this is, so let's kind of wrap this up. I think one of the reasons why the situation is so overwhelming, I mean, there, obviously there's the aspect of the health, you know, you know, getting the virus, maybe dying from it, having to deal with going to the hospital. There's that whole aspect of it. That's, I mean, that's the, I guess that's the, the truly scary part, right? I mean, because you, yeah. you, you, you might die or you might know someone who's, you know, or related to somebody who might die. Um, that's, you know, that's, you know, on, that's the one hand. On the other hand, it's real. it's really, you know, people are suffering this anxiety and fear of what, you know, what's going to happen next. What's the world going to look like when we come out of this? Um, and, and I mean, there's going to be a whole, I mean, I don't know if you get Dr. Phil up there, uh, Vince, but um, Dr. Phil has been talking about how, uh, you know, there's whole, the whole mental health aspect of this going on. I mean, there's going to, I mean. Depression is going to be a big thing. You know, you know, we're seeing an uptick in child abuse and domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so I, it is, it's, there's so many aspects of, you know, change and fear and anxiety that it's really hard to, um, you know, just get up in the mornings for some people. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and I think, like I'm lucky. I worked from home already. um My, my parents are retired. I, you know, it's easy to take care of them. I know how to shop online, so it, you know they don't have to learn that. And I'm perfectly willing to shop for them and mm-hmm. you know, you know, be that person. um So it was. It, 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 I feel really lucky. You know,
1: and your parents are too.
0: Yeah. So and it's. I mean, there's what I, what I keep going on is is that um, there's so many aspects of this that. Um, <clears throat> change for you know just based on your social you know your social shows this is gonna be a word i'm gonna socio-economic you know yep. standpoint right so you know you and i vince you're still working you're probably still getting a paycheck right mm-hmm. yep. uh is i i don't know about your wife um i know ricky's still working I right, so so i mean the three of us are you know really you know quite blessed when it comes to you know money and and family and and stuff like that i mean you know like you can you can help your parents out you know you talking about how they didn't know how to do any of this stuff you know, mm-hmm. you can you know even if it's over the phone or whatever teach them how to do some of these things um but you know and, and we you know there's that aspect i mean just, just because you know we have those things doesn't mean we're um you know not suffering in an, anxiety but then you have to worry about like and then there's um you know, the other aspect of it, like if you're poor or you don't, you're, you're homeless or um, you're re- relying on a, on a job at a restaurant or you live in mm-hmm. a third world nation or a developing nation, um, you know, it, it, the, <laughs> this is a crisis of gigantic proportions and it, it has so many aspects that there's no way that we're going to come out of this the same as we were before. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it, so I mean, we, we've talked for the last 45 minutes about how some things are going to change. It's just the things that we've talked about are such a narrow scale of everything that's going to change. Some yeah. of it. This is something that I, I want to want to say as, as a historian, you learn that the world goes through these situations from time to time, whether it's war, pandemic. Um, you know, you know the, the bloody dark ages, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, after those. Eras are done. The world always comes out of it not only different but oftentimes better. Um, so, if if you know if you read historical books, um, you know from historians and, and economists and um, so other social science kind of types like me, um, you you learn that while the world does change after a huge crisis or a terrible tragedy almost always at the end of it or some time after the end of it, the world is a better place. So um and not necessarily a better place because they went through it, but just because humans adapt mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, so one, one of the areas that we are very interested in is technology, right? So technology is going to change because of this and it's going to get better. And it's going to, you know, create life. That's a life that is better for a lot of people um, because of that technology. Right. Um, So that's one, one, one aspect that when we're all through this, the technology that we're developed because of this will, will, you know, make life better at the end. But I, my point is, is that, yeah, things are scary right now. Mm -hmm. But when everything's done and and we move on and and we do create that new normal, chances are the world is going to be, not only will it still be here, but, you know, it's going to be an okay place to live. Um, so. Um, Very Vince, good you and, I- and
1: uplifting. Yeah, that's a good uplifting conclusion to that as a historian. I think that uh, it's it's really imperative for everyone to have a positive approach to this. I mean, in light of all this insanity and unprecedented scale of like negative uh, elements, I think that you're right. Yeah. We we got to look at a bounce back as, as being the best thing to look forward to.
0: Yeah, we're going to come out of this. We're going to be fine. One thing. So just just because, you know. I said I consider myself blessed and uh, you know uh, I've been doing okay because you know things haven't really ch- changed all that much for me personally um for for everybody else just you know a pro tip do something different every day so you're 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 stuck in the house you know you're you're working from home that's a little bit different but do something for yourself that's a little fun or something that's a little bit you know if you're an art, Draw something you know if you're um in video games play some video games something that that you might have done before this maybe mm-hmm. um that you may not be doing now because you're feeling all this anxiety or whatever just do something different or if, if, if it's nice outside go outdoors just because uh you know you can't be near people doesn't mean you can't go outdoors and smell the roses mm-hmm. you know, do, do something different well i can't tell you vince how how much it it helps just to do something a little bit different you know every day just do something a little bit different it'll so help your mental your mental aspect and for everybody listening out there this you know you'll you'll be so much happier if you if you don't dwell on everything' that's changing and all the fear and anxiety yeah all, all day every day
1: yeah, take, take a step away from the newscast, man, that 24 hour oh, news yes. feed that that just gets you angry and more anxious. So so take a break from that, too. Like, even if it's just reading a book or whatever, like, yeah, it doesn't mean go outside. It just like, you know, just step away from the craziness of what's going on. And, you know, sorry, America. Yeah. Uh, you got some crazy. Um, so
0: yeah, yes, uh, and his I, name is Donald Trump. We know.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't know how like America can say yeah like what forty odd percent of the country is like yeah th- I, I I'm gonna vote for this guy. I'm just saying that there's some crazy stuff that's being said crazy stuff that's being done um and even if it were crazy at least it'd be uh, under any other dictatorship it would be consistent but like you know i'm gonna do this oh no i'm not gonna do this oh i'm gonna do that no i'm not gonna do that like so i i it's such a roller coaster i don't know how you guys can deal with it so step away from the news because it's just it's just more drama than you need man
0: well i'd say i was moving to canada but they probably wouldn't let me in um yeah so so as you said about reading a book are you reading are you reading anything right now
1: uh, I'm in the throes of, of of marking. Unfortunately, I'm reading I'm reading final these masters theses. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, this is like the prime time where I don't do anything but read other people's garbage.
0: Garbage. Uh,
1: so unfortunately, I can't I can't uh, read very much uh, uh, like for fun. I'm doing it as a job. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. All right, so I'm reading a book called The Wicked City um, by Kurt Johnson. It's about um, Chicago between 1880 and, and 1930, about you know gangsters and stuff. So, 1880s.
1: 1880s when the gangster uh, push was.
0: 1880s and 1930s. That's the period that the book covers. I thought it really um,
1: hit on prohibition. I, I didn't realize it was that. Uh, yeah,
0: it started earlier than that in Chicago. What was, um, it,
1: what was it? What was the gang you know trade at that point?
0: Um, uh, well, because they were going through, there was a lot of like, economical, economic strife after the Civil War. Um, uh, cr- crime almost always happens uh, big, and and while it wasn't as organized as it was, you know, later in the early 20th century, um, yeah. you know, there was a lot more um, big names in terms of crime. And this yeah. book, uh, this book focuses a lot on like the the fame of the criminals mm-hmm. of Chicago. So like, you know, Al Capone was, you know, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was kind um, of, what was his, the, the first name, um, uh, Johnny Torrio. And um, there's a couple other ones that I'm, you know, I'm just in like mm-hmm. the, the first half of the book. So um, it's very, very fascinating. Um, so wait, when been... did
1: you get this book? How did you get this book? Did you just like buy it oh, online or what? No,
0: no, no, no. This was a book I bought in like 2000 or something.
1: Oh, okay, um, okay.
0: I think I got it for a class in college and just, it was one of those classes that was taught by somebody who I just, so there, there was quite a few times, Vince, mean, I don't know if you re- remember in college way back when, um, mm-hmm. but did you ever come across a professor that, professor that you just could not stand and you had to drop the class? Like, it was just, you was just so, you know, either I, the, you know
1: that. No, I've never had to drop a class, but I do know profs that I would rather not have been taught by. Yeah, I, I can get it.
0: Yeah, so and there the, the guy who taught this class couldn't teach his way out of a paper bag. He was so bad, um, mm-hmm. so I had to drop the class. But because when you buy a textbook, you can't return it, and if you try to <laughs> se- if you try to sell it, you know. So this book here costs twenty five dollars and fifty cents. It's um. That's not bad. How many pages? How many pages? There's four hundred pages in this book. It's it is-
1: not bad. That's a deal.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. You're it, 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 right. It is a deal, but for. You know, a college kid, twenty five dollars is you know, that's a couple of meals, right? But you, you take this back to the, the bookstore and oh yeah, we'll buy that back from you. Here's twenty five cents.
1: See? Well, I, even if it's like in mint condition and like you just bought it like the day before, I thought they usually were a little more forgiving on that. Like as long as you oh, crack oh, it open and put highlights and oh, notes and
0: stuff. All right, so this is this is completely terrible. Tangent I don't know. Oh yeah. Um it, it, there is a cabal of bookstores. There's like three companies that own all of them, right? And uh They uh like the ones that that, at Michigan State, all three of those companies have bookstores, you know, on campus, around campus, Hmm. Um, you know, all something named inspiring, like Spartan Bookstore or the MSU bookstore, which is located, you know, like right in the center of campus. Right. They're all owned by these big, gigantic corporations. And because there's no like no, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. um, They don't have to do anything. And then they treat students like crap. And you sure they have a book you know you can you can sell your books back to them but you get like pennies on the dollar hmm. um like so i was a, you know i i was a history major but as a history major you still have to take some of the required courses right so one of the ones that i took um was a physics class because i was always interested in what? physics what you so, have to well, take yeah, physics to do history you know okay. you, you have to take a science class and i chose physics okay, okay. there's just like you have to take you know several math classes and i chose calculus because I, you know, I, I didn't want to go back to algebra because I took algebra in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I should have taken algebra because I'm not good at calculus. <laughs> 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 I, I, looking back now, I'm just was really bad. But some of those books are like 300 or $400 yes. for that. Yes, they class. Are. Yep.
1: Um,
0: and like, you know, fine. I'm, you know, it's not as if it was my money because you know, it was from a student, you know, student loan or a, you know, a grant or whatever. You know, they gave you the money for the textbooks and you, like uh, Sure, I'll have to pay this back when I have a career or whatever. But right now, it's it's money. I'm gonna go. It's fine. It's three four hundred dollars, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, at the end of the semester, like, I don't need a fucking physics book. What the hell am I ever gonna do with this nine thousand <laughs> page book that explains Newtonian physics? And you go back to you know you go back to the the bookstore and you hand it to them and we're gonna give you three dollars and fifty cents for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, first of all, no, I'm just gonna keep it because. I'll, I'll get more value out of burning the fucker than I, <laughs> than I will out of three hours of existence. Anyways, that was completely.
1: That was a tangent. But hey, he, it's therapeutic, man. And that's why yeah. books are useful during the pandemic.
0: Yes, you can burn them for heat. <laughs> <laughs> also, also read them. Uh, yeah. cause I, have a, I have a whole shelf here at the bottom because after my first semester um, at college, I never sold them back a book. I just refused to. I was like, there's – I'd rather just keep them. I mean I'm never going to read them again, but I'd rather keep them than get this pittance that you're you're offering me. Anyways, um, so I have a whole shelf of books that if um, you know the the power grid goes down, I need to burn them because it's fucking April, but it's like 20 degrees outside. Anyways, if you want to uh, (laughs) – Matt freaked out at the end of the episode. It's all right. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Um, at the 3Cast on Twitter, at uh, VWHUI is Vince. I'm at NTWB. Ricky, who is not here today, is Ricky underscore Williams. When you can email us at um, – actually, I'm not going to give the email address up because that's not still actually active. Um, I still have I still have the 3Cast domain. I just don't pay for hosting anymore. Oh, wow. How did you get that, man? Well, I used that anchor that I pointed you at. It's completely free.
1: So, the, okay. I thought – okay but that's but the email you said but the emails and like web web domains and stuff you have to pay for it, don't you
0: all right so i kept the, the the domain like i said i just don't have the domains through like hover mm-hmm. and i always paid it for a hosting through media temple so we had like a website mm-hmm. but i found that i really hated updating the podcast in like five different places mm-hmm. right okay and for the longest time i used the uh amazon s3 or whatever for our you know to store mm-hmm. the podcast and that gets really expensive really fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, when I found Anchor and it was That's free and they beautiful.
1: Offer,
0: yeah. yeah. You know, they offer this whole, you know, basically a web page that people can visit and they distribute it for you and everything. I was like, I'm not paying $20 a month and, and having to Jeez. do this all on my own. It's, it's just, I mean, like, no, I, I'll, cont- I'll, I'll hold on to the domain names just in case, you know, we ever want to create website yeah. again but anyways okay. um so no email address um you also like, like us on facebook at facebook.com slash three cast now um let's see here three ca- um uh, hold on just a we we're going to see who, who goes next who who i think i go next
1: i think you're next because yeah because i went and then you yep yeah. all
0: right yeah because uh, we did we
1: did, the, we did that epic uh crisis of infinite Earths thing with for ricky remember
0: yeah all right so yeah i'm next and we're going to do the next Bond film.
1: Oh, finally. About damn time.
0: Yeah, so we did Thunderball... Uh... Fuck, Bond movies. Order. Google. Go faster. Wait,
1: like, Just, are we Russia with love now, or...?
0: I, we're not... Uh, so, um... The next so one is... Still, you only, still,
1: oh, you only have twice? You only
0: live, only live twice. Yep, that's the next one. We did Thunderball last.
1: Okay.
0: Um, okay. Uh... I, I think we're still in the sh- the Connery era, Vince. Yeah,
1: no, I for think, sure it's the Connery. Yeah, that's why. Yeah.
0: I think we still have two. I think I think On Her Majesty's Secret Service was his last one.
1: That, that, I, uh, I, wait, wait, wasn't that Do- uh, Lazenby? Right,
0: now you're going to make me look look.
1: Rogers,
0: I thought
1: On Her Majesty's Secret Service was Lazenby, wasn't it?
0: Hold on i I'm scrolling through here. Let's see, Thunderball, Sean Connery. Um, you Only Live Twice, Sean Connery. Yep, so... So honor, you only Live twice. is the last Sean Connery movie. Yep, you're right. Um, so we're gonna do our last Sean Connery James Bond film next time. Um, join us for that. That's, those are always entertaining. Maybe this year we can uh, we can strive to get like a few more. Thirty or
1: four? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we got time now.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I. I think so. Um, this I. Um, anyways, that is it for us this time. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Okay. Take care. Stay safe.